Pittsburgh, 101.5 WHMP. A very happy and very relaxed Buzz Eisenberg I am after a wonderful vacation. Hello, Dan Torres. Hello, Buzz. Welcome back. So my question is, how was it working when I wasn't? Oh, Buzz, it was crazy in here. It was out of control. I had to extinguish so many fires. You have no idea, Buzz. Wow. But no, all in all, it was great. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Everybody was great, and I had a lot of fun. It was nice, and uh, we missed you. Uh, he squeezed that I, in. I squeezed that in, but we, we did a great job. We continued the interviews, it. you know, and uh, we're glad to see you back. And how was the weather when I was gone, Dan? Hot, hot, el caliente. Caliente. Caliente, see. Si. Yeah. It was hot, man. That was, that was, uh, there was a couple days there where, I mean, it's usually really cold in the studio, but you walk outside and it's like a furnace, so. We were so lucky um, because we were on the beach down in the Outer Banks in North Carolina, mm. and it was so great. We were there with our children and our grandchildren, and just um, Marcin and I, my wife and I, were having just, the best time and on the way back we went to this very hip area of who knew uh, uh richmond virginia um in uh this uh, great district a very artsy district and we went for a walk and saw their wonderful art museum uh the virginia mfa down there mm-hmm. and then walked back maybe a mile to our car and opened the door and it was a steam bath just opening the door and when i turned it on i looked at the dashboard 108 degrees which for me is uh other than what i cook at a record uh 108 as far (laughs) as we didn't get that high buzz over here but you're up there way up there right Mm. there were 97 it was one day i think it reached 96 97 well it's not only my first day back it is wiedergartner Wednesday. Hello. Hello there. Welcome back. Mayor, I missed you. Well, and I missed you too. I'm glad we finally could connect. I am. I'm about to go on my vacation, so I may not be quite as relaxed as you. What are you going to do? We're going to Hyannis. We have a cottage in Hyannis. We stay in this very sweet little area near down. It's perfect. There's several beaches around. It's very near the area where the Kennedy compound is, but you wouldn't even know it's there, and it's very reasonably priced. And This is uh, Wiedergartner Port. Wiedergartner yeah. Port, we'll call it. Yes, right. right. Pet-friendly, so Glenda gets to go. Nice. Yes, and then we have friends there, and our friends have a sailboat, so it's a plus. You know, I, I love where we live. I wouldn't want to live anywhere else. 100%. But the one percent. But the 1% less than 100 is we don't have the ocean. And it's just so great to be near the ocean. It's only two, uh, okay, three hours away. Yeah, it's not very far away. Because if, yeah. if climate change happens, who knows? Right. Yeah, let's, let's be exactly. honest with ourselves. Yeah. Thanks for raining on my parade there, Dan. <laughs> right. Or a positive spin on that. Well, we could use a little water regardless, salty yeah. or otherwise. It is true. <laughs> So, meanwhile, getting a little bit more serious when I... I went on a sort of news blackout while I was gone and then came back and looked... Yeah. Was, I plan to do that. It's a really good idea, Mayor. I, I hope I've that you do. my staff within an inch of their lives. <laughs> if somebody dies, that's important. I need to know. If the city is on fire, I need to know. Other than that, deal with it. Deal with it. Yeah. I think that's excellent. Uh, uh, order from the mayor. <laughs> <laughs> or else. Oh, the power. <laughs> Deal with it. 
But meanwhile, there have been there's some serious events. Since June mm-hmm. 10th, there have been three shootings, that I understand. That uh, is correct. Including while I was gone in Energy Park and at Greenfield mm-hmm. Gardens. So, yeah. And I think you called a press conference, which... I did. Um, I didn't know about it because I was unpacking, but... That's uh, true. Yeah. Here we are. So why don't you tell us what happened? Well, um, it's very troubling. It's very unusual for us to have gun violence of that level, and certainly boom, 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 right in a row. Sorry for the sound yeah, effects. Bad metaphor. Yeah, right. <laughs> Sorry for the sound effects, but uh, it was right in a row. What I, uh, What's important, though, is um, because of the police cuts, uh, the cuts in the police budget, particularly in the salary budget, and we can talk about that if you want, but just letting uh, the citizens of Green, which is why I called the press conference. It was more for the citizens and to get the word out than it was for, um, you know. For enforcement purposes. For enforcement purposes. It was, um, you know, they, all of those people were apprehended within, in each case, within 24 hours. Uh, this latest one, which occurred in uh, Greenfield Gardens with the, with the uh, person shooting up the house, uh, multiple times, nine times, um, was p- particularly troubling. They're all troubling, uh, but that one was particularly troubling because he was able to get away, we thought, you know, and uh, but we had so much help from uh, the town of Deerfield. Thank you again, town of Deerfield. Um, Hadley, Hadley or Hatfield came in. The state police uh, were also very helpful. So that's um, in, and then eventually he ended up back in Springfield, which is where I guess he had come from in the first place, and he's known to the Springfield police. So, right, the accused. So it was all, you know, that's where it's helpful when you are part of mutual aid and when your police departments do help each other out. Yeah, so my understanding is that one was at Greenfield Gardens, and um, in the morning, uh, the allegations are that uh, that he uh, placed four shots through the front door that went all the way back through the back door. Yeah. Very frightening. That is place. very frightening. Well, and he's quite the piece of work. Uh, that is his fourth offense with an unlicensed gun. And he, he, these are still allegations. Yes, they are. But I'm just saying this, that you're right. But But let's assume, you know, what's in the paper. Fourth offense. Um, ammunition without a firearms ID, you know, many things. So yeah. uh, we'll see what happens. Chilling. $10,000 bail seemed a little low, but okay. So let's go back to, <laughs> so what What my understanding is, and we've talked about it once before, um, that the uh, council cut salaries down to $3.1 million. Probably. By uh, having cut by... Four hundred thousand dollars, and cut expenses uh, by twenty five thousand to two hundred and seventy five thousand. And my question, I'd be irresponsible not to ask it: mm-hmm. is Has the spike in violence is it in any way related to the decrease in both salary and expenses? I will say this: I don't know that we can make an actual correlation between these three events and that. Uh, it's Unusual for this to happen in Greenfield. However, heightened violence of, uh, and arguments and the need to have police available during the summer seems to be a, something that is a trend in, in probably all over the country, but in our, our case in particular. 
So we made a conscious effort uh, to make sure, even though we are facing a potential layoffs because of these cuts, we are working on ways, finding ways to fund them. And we made a conscious effort not to reduce staff during the summertime so that we can handle what we had to hand, what we were potentially facing. How, the, how it affects us is in a couple of ways. Well, for one thing, um, we had to go down to uh, four officers on duty from six officers on do- duty on every shift. So when something is happening in one part of town and you have two officers in a car, the, the cuts in the um, expense budget are particularly problematic because of our fuel budget, mm. which we are going over. Of course so we, we are. We all to, are. We had to, we had to, um, we had to go down to two officers in two vehicles with four people on a shift, as opposed to six six on a shift with four of them in four vehicles. And um, not that we wouldn't give the other two vehicles, but that's who's out, you know, when you're on patrol. Um, and so um, that has uh, caused us to not be able to be where we need to be at all times. So if we've got two incidences happening at the same time, similar a situation did happen with this latest shooting. Uh, it's difficult to deploy uh, off enough officers to handle the calls. And I did just speak to um, Acting Chief Gordon this morning, and he was, I forget the number he gave me, but it was a significant number uh, he's been keeping track of the calls that we simply couldn't handle mm. because of short staffing. So is there a correlation? But, you know, did... People read in the newspaper. No, I don't think so. One of them was a drug deal gone bad. One of them was a domestic violence, and one of them was, you know, people drinking and anger issues occurring yeah. <laughs> as a result of alcohol. Yeah, so, of you know, those are the kinds of things that could happen at any point in time. The fact that they all happened right in a row is is interesting, but and somewhat unusual for our city, but. It is, it is just, <laughs> well, I, what I, hasn't been unusual for the city for well, quite a yeah, while? Yeah, <laughs> you've had a really interesting year, particularly with respect to the police and yeah. the police budget. And uh, we have yeah. talked extensively about the verdict and the consequences. And yeah. now we have Acting Chief uh, William Gordon. How often are you in communication with uh, the chief? Oh, daily. Daily, yeah. I mean, there it's rare that a day will go by. And, of course, we had the very, very sad passing of Officer Clarence, who was... Uh, one of the nation's first comfort dogs. That all happened this past week too. It's been kind of our last, the end of last week. Um, it's been kind of a rough couple of weeks around the well, police department. Yeah, it's been a rough, rough uh, few months around yes, the police. Yes, it has. But uh, the <laughs> department. I was trying to um, answer the question for myself about the frequency of um, uh, violent crime in the city of Greenfield. Um, during the summer, interestingly, according to the FBI, for those who don't know, if any listeners don't know, um, there is a National Incident-Based Reporting Survey, which tells a lot about any particular city or municipal entity uh, and mm-hmm. its crime rates, but it's incident-based. That is, it's 
it, there's a whole lot more information rather than just summary stuff. The old uniform crime reports, which are from 1930, uh, that the last time I could find Greenfield was in 2019. Uh, in a city of 17,500, there were 84 incidents of violent crime, which mm. no incident is a good one, but mm -hmm. it, it wasn't terrible as cities go. No. None of those 84 were murder or non-negligent mm -hmm. manslaughter. There were 11 rapes reported. Mm. There were 63 robberies reported and 342 aggravated assaults. Mm. As cities go, mm. that is not terrible yeah, unless yeah. you're one of the victims, right? Unless you're one of the victims. I will tell you, one of the really bad side effects of the cuts is the uh, inability of our detectives unit to just be detectives. So to investigate things like rapes child abuse, aggravated assaults. They are also uh, subbing as patrol officers. It's summertime, there's vacations, there's, you know, when we would normally have a lot of uh, people available, we don't necessarily have a lot of people available right now. And uh, our detective units usually do what they're supposed to be doing, which are all the, uh, you know, the investigations that they do and helping out the DA's office as well. So... Well, let uh, me we'll ask have you, to figure out if that, that can continue. To yeah, I, I remember when you were a candidate. By way of disclosure, you and I were friends long before you were a candidate for mayor. That's right. And um, like maybe 150 years before. Yeah, you know. Um, but we weren't gray when we first met. No, we were not. <laughs> we, were, uh, <laughs> we were much younger, about 45 years, 40 years ago. But um, I, re I remember you were talking about uh, the fact that you um, recognized the hardship on taxpayers in Greenfield. And that was one of the concerns mm -hmm. that you were uh, focused on. So let me put the tough question to you, yeah. which is... Um, did you agree with the council when they cut that $425,000? Oh, I absolutely did not. Uh, I didn't agree with the premise of it, which is to send some sort of a message. What does that mean uh, with the public safety department? I know what they were talking about. They were talking about the verdict without any kind of understanding. The other thing that didn't happen is there was no, there was no warning about that. Our process for budget building and budget pre uh, presenting is, is lengthy. It starts, at, once I present the budget, it starts with multiple meetings with department heads, but with the City Council Ways and Means Committee. When the police chief at the time, Robbie Haig, who's now on paid leave of absence, um, is, um, was um, presenting his budget, he presented it straight. I presented a, first of all, an overall balanced budget, but a budget that is, was about as bare bones as it could be because it had to be. Um, I had already had to cut $700,000 out of the budget when I presented it. So uh, he had made already significant cuts in it. And there was nothing but uh, very few questions asked by the Ways and Means Committee. No other counselors, the ones who proposed the cuts, showed up to... Um, you know, ask tough questions, even hint at what might happen if it just happened on the night that the police budget came up. It was over two nights, so, so you're I didn't. You're, <laughs> and I yeah, think the taxpayers, didn't. I think the taxpayers of Greenfield would prefer to have a fully functioning police department than to have what's happened now. So I'm not going to say they, you know, would want to pay more taxes, but. Uh, they expected that when we set the tax rate, it included a it will include a fully functioning police department.
Got it. We are talking on uh, Wiedergartner Wednesday uh, with Mayor Roxanne Wiedergartner of the beautiful town of Greenfield, Massachusetts. We're going to take a break for a couple minutes. Stay with us because we're talking pot next. <laughs> From police this to pot. This is the afternoon buzz <laughs> with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP. When it's happening here in the Valley, we're talking about it. For the first time in the history of the country and of the history of the United States, the Supreme Court has taken away a constitutional right. I would also describe this day as a day when women in the United States and people who can become pregnant have become second-class citizens. 101.5, and 12.40. We are the Valley. We are WHMP. Sidewalk sales, downtown Northampton. Sidewalk sales, walk away with a shirt, a skirt. Walk away with a bargain. Sidewalk sales, starting tomorrow in downtown Northampton. Lundgren Honda, experience it. Now it isn't just one thing, it is everything you expect when you're looking for your next car, your first car, or to repair your car. Award-winning customer service, no hassle, negotiation-free pricing, and friendly, familiar faces you know and trust with your vehicle. All that and the best selection, the most pre-owned vehicles you'll find anywhere in Franklin County and beyond. Over 100 to choose from, including five Honda Civics in stock, five HRVs, five CRVs, and over over 20 half and three quarter ton pickup trucks in stock and ready to roll. Lundgren Honda is constantly loading up on inventory, so experience it. The best selection of new and used vehicles in the tri-state region for the best price you'll find anywhere. Consumer Satisfaction Award winners two years running. Lundgren Honda proudly provides you with an award-winning experience. See the latest selection of new and certified pre-owned cars at 409 Federal Street and LundgrenHondaOfGreenfield.com. Lundgren Honda of Greenfield. Experience it. When you shop at River Valley Co-op, you get the best local and organic produce, a butcher shop, wine and cheese shop, fresh seafood, and hundreds of bulk herbs, spices, and more. When you shop at River Valley Co-op, you create hundreds of union jobs and generate over $7 million in purchases from local farms and businesses. River Valley Co-op is your food hub, bringing you the best from around the valley and world while supporting your neighbors and local farmers. Shop River Valley Co-op in Northampton and East Hampton today. River Valley Co-op. Hi, it's Jessica, owner of Fitness Together in Amherst and Northampton. As the weather gets warmer, I know many of you are thinking about your summer workout schedule. And if you're like me, it's all about finding work, life, and workout balance, which is why when you sign up at Fitness Together, you'll put a schedule together with your personal trainer that actually works for you, is stress-free, and will help you stay fit, healthy, and balanced. Visit us online today at fitnesstogether.com, Amherst, or Northampton, and sign up for your free consultation. A little bit of hammering and a little bit of humoring. Today's Homeowner with Danny Lipford. Home improvement ideas and advice. Today's Homeowner with Danny Lipford. Sundays at noon, 101.5, 1400, and 1240. WHMP. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP. And we are back on this Wednesday with Roxanne Wiedegartner, the mayor of Greenfield, Massachusetts. So, Greenfield City Council limited the size of outdoor pot growing mm -hmm. uh, site up uh, on Country Club Road. 
Um, and it was a substantial alteration. Yes, it was. In the amount that they could grow. Mm-hmm. Could you tell us about that? Well, we have uh, a maximum of 11 tiers uh, that we can do for outdoor, well, indoor and outdoor grow. But um, so for the outdoor, this is for outdoor grow only. Um, what what triggered it was a entity that is going through the permitting process right now and their licensing process too. But they're going, they were doing their due diligence under their licensing uh, process and having their public information session that they have to have. And in it, they described what they were planning to do. And it's three corporations that are leasing a very substantial size piece of farmland. In North Greenfield, that well, let me really... Let interrupt you for a moment. Yeah. Usually, that means that subdivision control laws would apply if yes. you wanted to break it into three different... Yes, right. But there's something called approval not required right. process yeah. that's limited um, to certain circumstances. And in this particular case, A&R did apply. And they got an A&R from the planning board um, and uh, therefore didn't have to subdivide. So it it's all... It, well, they're not prevented from it, but they didn't want to. They wanted it all under the one grouping. So it's three entities that are working together, and they each got a Tier 11, which is 100,000 square feet of canopy. So that's 300,000 square feet of canopy. That's a lot of pot. It's a lot of pot. Yes, that's it is. a lot of aroma. A lot of aroma. A and lot of trucks. Right, and this is bordered by... Um, a residential neighborhood, a fairly established residential neighborhood, and the neighbors really got very freaked out about it. Right. And um, I can't say that I blame them. Uh, it just, is just so it's allowed know. under our zoning. Right. It's in even the even though it's area. seasonal, yeah. there would be uh, trucks coming in and out, and all kinds of other yeah. activity. Yeah. You know, that goes along with a large awesome. agricultural entity. Sure. So, um, and for the longest time, that piece of property across from these homes and, and adjacent to them was a sod farm. So it was very minuscule. In grass of a different sort. Grass of a different sort, yes. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> yeah. The kind our cats and dogs eat, not, not, right. <laughs> not that people smoke or eat, I guess, at the end of the day. Um, so anyway, it's so the city uh, council overwhelmingly yes um, reduced it to tier one. Right, they reduced it to tier one, which is uh, five thousand square feet of canopy. Substantial. Uh, so reduction. that's a significant reduction. Now, that zoning bylaw is subject to lawsuit. So um, haven't had a conversation with the owners of this property um, or their representative, and uh, so don't know what they're planning to do. Um, they had not been before the planning board to get their, I'm sorry, the ZBA in, in this case. That's the uh, Zoning Board of zoning Appeals. Zoning Board of Appeals. They had not been to them to get their permits yet. So they weren't, they weren't even, they, they weren't even quite ready. So they haven't that. detrimentally relied on it, but their yeah. expectation was they were going to have 95% more mm-hmm. uh, agrable area to yeah. grow their, their product correct. in. Yeah. yeah, that is correct. That's so, a substantial reduction. It is, it is. And it will probably put some uh, damper on other outdoor grows. Uh, what did I think? I thought that it ought to be reduced. Would I have preferred a tier two or a tier four? Uh, yes, I think so. I think that's 
reasonable. Larger than the 5,000. A little bit larger than the 5,000, yeah. I know. Well, you have, and everyone who runs for public office in Greenfield uh, wants to promote economic activity in Greenfield, and this is an economic... Oh yeah, activity. I'm I'm looking forward to. <laughs> get, I got one check this week from the one entity that we have that is sending money to us, and it was I was quite welcome. It, it was quite welcome. You know, yeah. it's over commercial over two, taxes. Oh, pretty. over two hundred and seventy thousand dollars that mm. will go right into the to. Uh, well, it goes into a couple of places: the general fund and to our OPEB stabilization. And goes into the general pot. Is that what yeah, you're about yeah, to say? Yeah, goes into the big pot <laughs> of money. <laughs> Roxanne, you're about to go on vacation. I am, and and it's a well earned one. You've had a rough few I months. I think it is a well earned one. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't disagree with that. Yeah, so. well, um, when I think of the pressure that you have as mayor. I really enjoy being a talk show host. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe there's a third career for me, too. Watch out, Buzz. <laughs> Heads up. Thank you so much for joining us today. Have a great vacation Thank with you. your husband, Dick Wiedegartner. And, I will uh, say that very thing. I'm going to meet him for dinner here shortly. Very good. Say yeah. hello for me. I will. All right. Thanks a lot. We're going to be back with Nan Perot. Her guest on an interesting thing with Nan right after this message. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 1015 WHMP. The Afternoon Buzz is brought to you by Lundgren, family run since 1964. Greenfield's largest automotive group is the place to buy your next Honda, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, or Ram. Experience it in Greenfield. For WHMP News, I'm Jess Tyler. Acting Greenfield Police Chief William Gordon joined Mayor Roxanne Wiedegardner for a news conference at City Hall to discuss the recent gun violence in Greenfield. The firearms that are involved are not in of themselves illegal. It's how the, the firearms have been possessed by people. Like a felon cannot possess a firearm, but the gun itself is just a gun. It's not an illegal gun. Gordon spoke about what adjustments the department is making following three recent shooting incidents this month. We are looking at working with the town council on trying to come up with some more funding to be able to have the detectives able to investigate more because we feel that the more important part of this is prevention. Mayor Wiedegardner says she's also looking at ARPA funding to see if she can assist the police department with staffing. A 20-year-old Southwick man is dead after a fall from a cliff on Proven Mountain in Southwick Tuesday afternoon. Officials say they received a call for assistance from Agawam police around 3.45 p.m. after a man fell off one of the cliffs on the mountain, which straddles the town line. The circumstances of the young man's death are being investigated by Southwick police with the assistance of detectives from the Mass State Police. And a fire at the former Strathmore Paper Mill in Russell that started yesterday continues to smolder. Mutual aid was called in to put the fire out, which is the fifth at the mill in the past two years. The cause of the fire is under investigation. Sunshine and scattered clouds this afternoon, a high of 84 to 88. Scattered clouds tonight with a low of 60 to 66. It's a sun cloud mix, humid on Thursday with some showers and thunderstorms developing in the afternoon, a high of 86 to 90. Low to mid 80s, chance for a few showers on Friday. I'm 22 News Storm Team Meteorologist Brian Lapis, 1015 WHMP. Votes in the Massachusetts legislature before the end of the session this weekend will be crucially important for the future of Massachusetts. To find out why, 
Please join us when we speak with State Representative Mindy Dom, who will be our guest Thursday at 9 o'clock. Bill Newman, weekdays at 9 and again at 5. WHMP News, Information, and the Arts. Hi, I'm Missy Tatro, Assistant Vice President and Senior Mortgage Originator at Greenfield Cooperative Bank and its Northampton Co-op Bank Division. And I'm Mortgage Originator Kimberly Gates. If you're looking to buy a home, now's the perfect time to save on your Greenfield Co-op mortgage. That's right. We can save you up to $1,000 on your mortgage closing costs. Don't miss the opportunity to receive a $750 closing credit plus another $250 when we pre-qualify you. Chat with one of our experienced mortgage originators at any of our Hampshire and Franklin County locations to get started. Or if you're ready, visit our new website at bestlocalbank.com and start your application online. So come on over to the co-op and see me, Kimberly Gates, or me, Missy Tatro, and save up to $1,000 on your closing costs. Close by September 30th. Be a first-time mortgage customer or refinance from another loan provider. Minimum $1,000 loan, subject to change or end without notice. Other conditions apply. See bank for details. Greenfield Cooperative Bank is an equal housing lender, member FDIC, member DIF. You can count on your friends at the co-op. Summer adventures are where memories are made. Add some flavor to your Massachusetts summer by eating like a local. On a gorgeous summer day, head to one of dozens of pick-your-own farms for the freshest blueberries, raspberries, or apples you can find. Or discover delectable ingredients to craft a homemade meal from one of Massachusetts' local specialty grocers. There are wonderful items to find from across the state. Need some inspiration? Map your fresh food adventure at eatlikealocalinma.org. Paid for by the Massachusetts Office of Travel and Tourism. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP. And thanks for joining us in the second half of the Afternoon Buzz. And it is Wednesday, so it's time for an interesting thing with Nan Parati live from Newport, Rhode Island. Hello, Nan. Hello, Buzz and Dan. How are y'all doing? Well, it's cooler here. And uh, we are just really interesting, interested in what's happening at uh, yet another Nan-attended uh, folk, uh, in this case, folk music festival. So what have you My been experiencing there? Yeah, well, I've been here about 30 years now doing the Newport Folk and, and Jazz Festivals, which is kind of cool. That's really, really cool. I did realize it is my 30th year this year. And so perhaps you heard we had... Um, we had Joni Mitchell. We had Paul Simon the time. We had all kinds of really cool things, very big surprises happening this year. I'm just going to lead. I'm going to lead by saying uh, to listeners who aren't aware, what you're about to hear in, in the annals of the Newport Folk Festival is historic, right, Nan? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, yes. Um, Joni Mitchell last played Newport in 1969. And then she retired from performing, I think, in 2007. And then in 2014 or 15, she had an aneurysm. And so had not been performing at all. But jo- but uh, Brandy Carlisle hangs out a lot with Joni. She, Paul McCartney, Elton John, all kinds of people get together and play in Joni's living room all the time and have Joni jams. And Brandy called up one of our, our producers, our bookers here last week, and, and two at the, like 2.30 in the morning or so and said, here's what we're going to do. Joni's coming. <laughs> So they made it happen, and it was just a wonderful thing, a wonderful thing. And then Paul Simon, too, also showed up. Nobody knew he was coming. They knew. I didn't know. He was coming, and um, he played, and it was just astounding. Of course, you know, I grew up, because I'm grown, grew up listening to both Joni and Paul, and so to hear it live again after all that time was just outstanding. So much fun. And so who's your guest today? 
Well, my guess, and that's what happened. So then, yesterday, I was working, or a couple of days ago, I was working after that, and I wanted—I just wanted to listen to Joni and Paul all day. So I, I was listening to them, and I just got on my computer and found the songs I wanted to listen to and press start, and they played, and I didn't have a CD, and I didn't have a, an album or anything else. And I thought, how do I get to do this for free? How does this work? And then I remembered my friend Hope Hutchings, who I've known for a long time, who also works here at Newport, she is a music music licensor. She makes stuff like this happen. And I thought, Hope knows stuff. And I thought, I'm going to get Hope to come and talk to me about how this works. Welcome, Hope, and thanks so much for being here. Thank you for having me, Nance. <laughs> so tell me what you do exactly. So I license music and music supervise promos for Paramount. And Paramount basically oversees MTV, VH1, BET, a bunch of different music channels, you know, everything from Nickelodeon to Comedy Central, CBS, you name it. So I license music and I supervise all of those promos. So let's say I'm making a commercial and I want to use something by Paul Simon. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> you got to have a lot of money. <laughs> I bet, I bet. But then I go to you and I say, I want to use this song. I want to use Sounds of Silence. Can I do that? And then what, what happens then? Yep. So what happens is I figure out how much money you have. Uh-huh. <laughs> we work on a budget. I go to the record label. I go to the publisher and I get the song cleared. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and how hard is that? difficult. I mean, especially if you're working with Paul's time. <laughs> right. You know, I feel like certain certain songs are a little bit more expensive than others. Uh-huh. It depends on, you know, what type of brand you're working with, because sometimes artists don't want to be associated with certain oh, brands. Right, yeah. Um, and yeah, as, as far as the clearance goes, you know, things can come up. You can have a sample used within a song. So a sample is basically a part of another master recording that is used in another recording. Mm -hmm. Um, So you would have to clear that portion if that was included in the master that you would like to clear. And then on the publishing side, what happens is there are multiple writers associated with the song. So that is like the notes like on the page uh-huh. and the lyrics are, is the publishing side. Wow. You have to clear that side as well as the master. Wow. So, yeah, there's a lot of different moving parts. You can have an, another thing which is called an interpolation. Uh-huh. So an, inter- <laughs> an interpolation is basically a sample, but on the publishing side. Uh-huh. So you can take a melody from one song and incorporate that melody into your song, and that is called an interpolation. Uh-huh. Or, or a lyric or something that is included in your song. Uh-huh. So, so, yeah, there are different, there are whole different types of parts to music licensing. There are many different right um, different aspects you cool. declare. And how does it work, like, you know, in the old days, in the olden days, like I said, I'm grown. In the olden days, you go out and you buy an album, and you put it on the, radio, on the record player or a CD or whatever, and you knew that that money was going directly to Paul Simon, I guess, because right. that's how that worked. But if I go now, like I say, on the Internet, and I just click on something and I can listen to it, how does, does Paul make money off of that? Well, for streaming, they don't make as much money, artists, um, which is unfortunate. But um, when it comes to... Making money for artists, a lot of artists are going to music licensing to get mm-hmm. a lot of money because they can, you know, put their songs out there and get a great ad and get paid, you know, anywhere from fifty to $300,000 for an ad. So mm-hmm. they look to sync. They also look to merch and touring because I feel like that's a big moneymaker nowadays. Right. Um, so anything, unfortunately, like streaming now is not generating as much revenue for artists. Uh-huh. 
so they're looking to other creative ways to, to kind of make more money. And, you know, you see that now with touring through VR. I feel like a lot of artists. VR? Virtual reality. Oh, yeah, that, that, that. I guess I'm grown. Yeah, okay. so lots of, lots of, like, you know, um, up-and-coming artists are, or, you know, larger artists as well are mm-hmm. using VR and having these concerts in virtual reality. And these younger kids are oh. joining these concerts from their own home. Wow. Yeah, it's wild, but they it's a huge money-making, you know, revenue for uh-huh. artists. So that's another way that they're trying to be creative and yeah. One thing that was interesting to me, and of course I've been coming to the folk festivals and the jazz festival for 30 years and you know, and people now say, so who's playing the festival? And I say, I don't know. All I got to do is learn how to spell their name so I can write the sign. But so many of them I don't know. I mean, of course, and then, like I said, I didn't even know Joni and, and Paul were coming. But so many I don't know. But one thing you were telling me before we started, before we went live here, was that people are listening to older music. They are actually going over the newer music to listen to old music. Yes. They are saying now that older catalogs are now more po- uh, popular and profitable than new catalogs. Really? Which is very surprising. You see a lot of publishers scooping up old catalogs and purchasing catalogs because they make more money. You know, for sync, um, people are just listening to them more because, you know, they want to reminisce about the old times. And, <laughs> but even you know, young people? Yeah, yeah, even young people. Yeah. I mean, I feel like on TikTok, you know, you hear a bunch of, uh, and I hate to reference TikTok, I do not. I do not have that platform on my phone, <laughs> but, you know, I hear that lots of kids are listening to older songs and so, appreciating uh, catalog hits. Hope Hutchings, uh, Nan Parati's guest, Nan, Nan Parati's interesting thing this week. So yes. at some point in time, doesn't it become just part of the public domain, like happy birthday to you? Doesn't at some point when I'm 64 become part of the public vernacular? Yes. Correct. Yes. Public domain is an interesting thing because... Interesting thing. (laughs) Yes, it is an interesting thing Um, because certain songs can be arranged and therefore would not fall under public domain, which we have run into with music licensing. You know, you think a song is PD and then all of a sudden, you know, you license it and uh uh-oh, it's actually an arrangement and you need to clear the publishing. So I noticed a lot of of that this weekend at the folk festival. A lot of people were were covering other artists' music, but doing it very differently. Like you recognize the words, you recognize part of the tune, but it was so different. Does that help people get around stuff or no i wouldn't i wouldn't say that's how people get around stuff but i mean for instance for sync and music licensing i feel like that is what a lot of producers and people who are working on movie trailers and Uh, shows uh what they want to license they want an unexpected cover version of a song that makes people go "Ooh, i know that song what is that yeah you Uh know and gives you goosebumps when you when you hear it because it's like you know something new and different but familiar at the same time so i feel like when I'm searching for music to license for certain programming, I constantly get requests for unexpected cover versions of songs, you know, for, you know, I'm working on a new Teen Wolf movie and they want a eerie, spooky cover version of, you know, an old classic. So, you know, you do what you can, you search through, you work with labels and publishers and try to find the right fit. There's wow, going to be a new is. Teen Wolf movie? Yes. There's going to be a new Teen Wolf movie. <laughs> well, there we go. I got the scoop right now. We are going to take a break. <laughs> Nan Parati's guest this week is Hope Hutchings. We're going to take a break and be back in just a few minutes. This is fascinating stuff. Stay with us. Poor boy, empty as a 
as a pocket. Empty as a pocket with nothing. This is the afternoon buzz with Buzz Eisenberg. 1015 WHMP. Twenty years ago, we envisioned creating a brighter future for people and planet. Now, PV Squared celebrates a big milestone. Two decades of designing, building, and maintaining quality solar projects for homes and businesses in our community. PV Squared is a worker-owned co-op. When you partner with us, you get a team dedicated to the success of your project, from your first meeting to servicing your system down the road. Build the solar right and do business better. It's the co-op difference. Learn more at pvsquared.coop. Do you know what's happening this Friday at 9 a.m.? Is this week's Shop Friday Corsello Butcheria? Correct! Full value gift certificates and you save 30%. Corsello Butcheria, the Italian-style butcher shop in East Hampton. The meat is from nearby farms. The inspiration is a small family-run butcher shop in Rome. Stop in for a sandwich, for steaks or sausages for dinner tonight. Corsello Butcheria in East Hampton. Get ready to save 30% beginning Friday at 9 a.m. at whmp.com. When it's happening here in the Valley, we're talking about it. Some of the lowest income districts will actually be able to spend per student close to some of the highest districts, as it should be. You should not be underfunded because you happen to have been born in Holyoke or New, New Bedford or Fall River. 1015, 1400 and 1240. We are the Valley. We are WHMP. Sunday mornings on WHMP means polka, polka carousel. Every Sunday morning from 8 till noon, TZ brings his award-winning polka carousel to the airwaves of the valley, playing the polka classics and the latest polka hits. There are polka hits. Brought to you by Saluzniak Funeral Home, Northampton's funeral home for over 110 years and four generations of unparalleled, thoughtful memorial care. It's polka carousel every Sunday morning from 8 till noon, WHMP. Every day, financial ads claiming to be different from the competition. Are they? I'm Francis Rayum, the money doctor, and I'm about to make a bold statement. I believe the thing to focus on isn't their uniqueness, it's yours. No one has the same financial situation or needs as you, and no one can help us help you better than you. But the truth is, when it comes to managing money, most of us are not as successful as we'd like to be. No matter how focused we are, it's almost impossible to separate emotion, and being in a relationship can further compound the issue. That's why I developed Hug Your Money. Financial coaching coupled with online software and tools to empower you to manage money wisely. We guide you every step of the way to resolve immediate issues and plan for your financial future with modeling scenarios. So whether it's debt, budget, retirement planning, or a financial crisis, having a Hug Coach in your corner is like having a new best financial friend. Hug Your Money is as unique as you are. In fact, it's patented. Visit HugYourMoney.com. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 1015 WHMP. And we are back and live with us from the Newport, from Newport, Rhode Island, the Newport Folk Festival. Nan Parati's interesting thing this week is with Hope Hutchings, who works in creative music, music strategies for Paramount and I think for others. But uh, before I throw it to you, Nan, I want to ask Hope, as somebody who's passionately involved in music uh, 
you love music, but here you're involved in this really intricate money part of the business that isn't just about the beauty and creativity involved in the lyrics and melodies of music. It's also just about the almighty dollar. How do you marry those two? You know, that's a great question. And it is tough. You know, I feel like there are so many aspects of the job that are not, you know, fun. You know, (laughs) it's a lot of, you know, spreadsheets and negotiating and whatnot. And that can be tough. But a way to kind of unplug and remember, you know, the exciting part of the job and the part that I love is going to live shows. I feel like that has really helped me kind of take a step back from my day to day and just really appreciate, you know, the artists and their craft. You know, I try to go out to a lot of different shows for work. Um, You know, I work in New York City and luckily I'm able to attend a lot of shows, which is great. And I get to, of course, work the lovely Newport Folk and Jazz Festival. So it's great to take time and sit and watch a couple of great sets. So, you know, taking taking that time to be there around an audience and watch an artist really, you know, create something and perform is just really rewarding. And it reminds me, you know, the importance of my job and why I do what I do. Yeah. How close do you get to the artist? Or do you, do you ever get, I mean... Are you always just dealing with with agents or how close do you get to the artist when you're doing your job? It really depends. You know, um, I feel like there are certain instances where an artist will own their own publishing or something um, and I will have to go to them directly. Um, I feel like if it's a smaller artist, like a more indie artist, I I normally end up having to deal with them or their Mm -hmm. management. But Mm -hmm. when we get to like huge, major artists, you know, I'm dealing with their label and they have to work with their management. Unless it's Missy Elliott. Who do you work with? with her? <laughs> I work with Missy Elliott's mom quite a bit. <laughs> she is a sweetheart. <laughs> you know, a lot of her music is tough to clear, but luckily we're on our, we have a really great relationship. And with she, her mother. Yeah, she's absolutely lovely and she handles her publishing and she does a great job and she's, yeah, she's great to work with. <laughs> yeah. Great. I love that. <laughs> um, um, how, now, how did you get in this? You're not very old. To me, you look like you're about 12. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, well, I kind of, I always played music as a kid. You uh-huh. know, I played a lot of different types of instruments, and I studied music in college, music mm. management. And um, while I was doing that, I interned at an indie record label that exclusively put out vinyl. Uh-huh. Uh, and I stuffed a lot of vinyl records <laughs> in my day, and I, you know, appreciated that. And from there... I got an internship at The Orchard, which is a music distributor. Uh And when I started there, they were um, like an indie company. So they weren't like a major label or anything. Mm -hmm. So what they did is they signed on certain uh, record labels to distribute their content um, digitally, physically through vinyl and CDs and whatnot, believe it or not. And also they had a marketing team, a YouTube team, which Mm -hmm. we talked about briefly. Mm Mm-hmm. So I um, was an intern there right out of college, and then luckily I was able to get a job within the sync department. So what I did is instead of licensing music now um, as a supervisor, I was on the other side. Mm-hmm. So I was working with a label, and I was pitching to music supervisors. Uh-huh. So I was saying, please use this new record by, you know, whatever band, uh-huh. you know, like they're, they'd be great for your program. So uh-huh. I was 
a salesperson, basically. Oh, okay. So, um, so yeah. And from there, I um, was briefly at Showtime uh, doing oh, really? rights and clearances. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then now I'm at a I'm at Paramount, which used to be Viacom CBS. And you know, I feel like the business name changes every year because so, <laughs> it just gets bigger and bigger. But yeah, yeah, it's a it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And you work in New York City, you said. I do. I work right in Times Square. Which wow. Yeah, it's it's not the best location in New York, but you know what? You make it work. It's pretty central, so can't complain, I guess. <laughs> wow, wow. And as you watch the ball drop, you say, okay, I wonder who my boss is going to be this year, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it changes all the time, but that's, you know, that's corporate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And where do you see yourself going from here? What do you see yourself doing next? Well, you know what? I, I really do love... Supervision, so uh-huh. overseeing what music is being used, clearance. I can definitely see myself doing that in the future. I would love to do some more freelance work mm-hmm. and possibly do some indie films, maybe mm-hmm. like a, a little series or whatnot. Um, yeah, maybe work for another indie label again. I feel like um, I really love my job and I feel very fortunate to you know be in this line of work. It's a very niche small industry is everyone knows everyone and you know it's great and people are very very supportive um so yeah i think once i you know maybe five ten years if i get like even more established and build even more relationships maybe i can start my own little company doing freelance work and yeah work from wherever and pick certain projects that i'd like to work on and do you ever want to be in the creative end of things that is to to write a little film or to uh, create a song or, or do you like being in the management distribution end of things? Um, you know, I feel like a lot of my work now is, is necessarily like is creative because we are choosing which tracks that work with the picture that we're working on or whatnot. But as far as creation, I feel like there is some room for me to learn more as far as, you know, working with songwriters for a p- specific song for a, a program or a promo or whatnot. So working hand in hand with an artist or a composer to create something for like a bigger project. So, so, so that would be. So you're not only working with stuff that's already been created. You're saying, hey, we need something for this. And right, would you write something? Let's let's work on it together. Oh, cool. so that, that's something that I would love to do more of in the future. Well, well, because and how really, Hope Hutchings did you meet? our own Nan Parati. Wow. Well, I've known Nan for quite a few years now, and Nan is just, you know, the light of Newport here. <laughs> she really is. She's smiling all the time. She works so hard, and, you know, her, her signs are beautiful, and everyone knows them, and everyone loves them, and, you know, I feel very fortunate to be friends with Nan. Oh, yes. <laughs> and we just kind of knew each other from Newport Folk, and ever since I started, she's just been so sweet. No, you're very kind. You're very kind. I've always, always, always loved working with hope she, you were working in sponsorship for yeah. uh, i think they call it partners here yeah uh at newport so the sponsorship that's one thing i think is interesting here too is that um sponsorship here isn't overbearing at all it's more like yeah. like partners like yeah we've got stuff we've got chocolate we've got whatever it is that they're they do hotels or whatever else and right. they're partners but it's not overwhelming and i really like that about newport too. yeah way more relaxed not mm-hmm. as you know forceful i guess when it comes to 
trying to get people to sign on, you know, it's right. more natural, you know. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, and it's, it, that's one thing I love about Newport. That's that's why it works. I mean, George right. Ween, who, of course, we lost this last year, who founded it in 1954, the jazz, the jazz festival, and then 1959, the folk festival. He was all about the, the love, the making yeah. it, you know, distributing the love. And yeah. here we all are today yeah. with Joni Mitchell and Paul Simon. Yep. Yeah. Can't wait to see what might happen in, in jazz. Oh, my gosh. I am so excited. They're going to bring Charlie Mingus back from the dead. I, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be so great. <laughs> so, yeah, it's really, really fun. Jazz is a lot, a lot easier than yes. folk. Folk is very high powered. Yes. And uh, jazz is jazz a lot. Jazz is more relaxed. You can lay back, catch a couple sets, mm -hmm. you know. <laughs> right, right. So right. in the 30 seconds that you have left, what, what do you want to leave the listeners with? Oh, boy. I would say support your local artists by going to shows as much as you can. You know, go and see them. Go go support your local venues. Right. You know, go local. Just definitely local. Yeah, uh -huh. keep it local. Try to, you know, just appreciate the artists and their craft. And, yeah. I and their merch. Show them the love. Yes, and the merch, too. Yeah, <laughs> and the merch. Buy a T-shirt. <laughs> Support your local. <laughs> Nan Parati, you've done it again. Thank you so much for introducing us to Hope. Hope Hutchings, thank you for being with us. Listeners, thank you for joining us on the Afternoon Buzz. We'll talk to you tomorrow. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP. an episode of the bill newman show want to revisit a conversation from legendary civil rights attorney from ashfield buzz eisenberg click on podcast at whmp.com when it's happening here in the valley we're talking about it the only live and local talk in the valley and for the valley whmp it's the sound of life in the valley whmp.com There's nothing like being in the same room at the same time, sharing your experiences with other women. The at only Cancer live and local talk in the Valley and for the Valley. WHMP Northampton, WHMQ Greenfield, a Northampton radio group station. It's 5 o'clock.